Pentecost. Because Pentecost, it always feels to me like I felt when I was a child and I knew it was my birthday. And now it's time to open a gift. You remember this feeling that you had? To open a gift and, and that's, that's how Pentecost is. Because I can imagine like when the disciples were there, they were waiting. They went with Jesus and then they were waiting in Jerusalem. When will the Holy Spirit come? And 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead, the Holy Spirit came. And today we are celebrating that big gift. And we not only want to hear about it, but I think today is also a day where we're really going to experience that God has a gift with the Holy Spirit for everybody in here. Sometimes we think when we talk about the Holy Spirit, okay, that's a New Testament thing. But actually, I want to go through the Bible with you and look, have a look, where was the Holy Spirit already active throughout the whole Bible? Are you ready? So let's start together. Already in the second verse of the Bible, the Holy Spirit is mentioned. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So the Holy Spirit was already a participant of creating the whole heaven and earth. He was part when the creation happened. And then in the Old Testament, we read a lot of interesting story how the Holy Spirit came upon people and explicitly He anointed them and empowered them. For example, you remember Joseph? He had a vision, a dream. That was the Holy Spirit. And he could even interpret other people's dreams. That was the Holy Spirit. Or oh, there's another guy in the Bible. He's called Bezalel. And Bezalel was an artist. And when they built the tabernacle, the Holy Spirit gifted him with creativity so he could do beautiful art for God's tabernacle. Oh, the first king of Israel was called Saul. And he also, the Holy Spirit came over him. So the Holy Spirit has already been moving in the Old Testament. And of course, the prophets. All those prophets could prophesy because the Holy Spirit gave, uh, was working in them. For example, let's check out the Holy Spirit anointed the prophet Isaiah and he prophesied that God is saying, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. So the prophets knew there will soon come a time where the Holy Spirit will bring new life into people's life. Isn't that amazing? 
And then Jesus came. But before he started preaching and doing signs and miracles, he was baptized. Let's read what happened there. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Jesus was walking with the power of the Holy Spirit himself. And then he died. And then the greatest miracle in history happened. Jesus rose from the dead. But we read in the Bible, that was the work of the Holy Spirit. Because it says, and if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. So it was the work of the Holy Spirit to raise Jesus from the dead. How powerful is the Holy Spirit? And then 50 days later, that's what the word Pentecost means, means 50. 50 days later, the Holy Spirit came on the disciples. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. They saw what seemed like to be tongues of fire. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. But it didn't end there with the disciple. Because then Peter, in the power of the Holy Spirit, started to preach about the new time that will come now. The years, the hundreds of years, where the Holy Spirit will fill everybody who is saved. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of, the, of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sin. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We are now living in this time where everybody who accepts Jesus Christ can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the time where the Holy Spirit is active. He is now living in you. And there will still come a time when Jesus comes back, where the Holy Spirit, the new world will be permeated by the Spirit. He will fill us and everything around us. And we will all see the revealed power of the Holy Spirit in us and everybody around us. I'm longing for this moment. Sometimes we think the Holy Spirit is just something that you can have if you want to. But no, no, no. The Holy Spirit is the one 
who was always moving. And today we are experiencing the time where the Holy Spirit is here and moving. Why don't we give the Holy Spirit a hand? Because he was always working so powerful in our history. Beautiful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you came. Thank you so much. Wow. I'm so glad to share with you this afternoon a few thoughts on Pentecost and uh, the new way of living, like the New Testament says. We talk about the law against the law of the Spirit. So... I want to give you an example. If you go through the Bible in Exodus 32, you have Moses going out to Mount Sinai and get the Ten Commandments and he comes down and the people, what did they do? They made this golden calf and Aaron was like, they said they wanted a God. They thought you don't come back. And then 3,000 people died on that day, if you read it, in the end of the chapter. But if you go into the New Testament, the book of Acts chapter 2, we heard it, Peter preached while the Holy Spirit came on the disciples and he preached a message of repentance, of the infilling of the Holy Spirit and 3,000 people got saved. So that's the difference between living under the law of sin and death or living under the spirit of life through Christ. And that's a big difference and I want to talk on that topic for a few moments here and give you a clear perspective on how to actually be free from yourself and live with the Holy Spirit and enjoy your days on the earth. You're going to be here for a while so you better enjoy it. It's so important. I was thinking about, okay, I'm going to preach about the law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life through Christ and I was those who don't know me, I have a dairy farm. I'm milking cows for a living. I'm loving it. God made me a farmer and I'm happy about it. I was cutting second grass. I was in my tractor cutting grass. And then I was thinking about this Sunday that's coming up Sunday. It was a few weeks ago. And I got a message from a, from a friend from a, uh, that I knew. She was a few years with us in church at 20s at the Young Adults on Friday nights. And I haven't heard from her since two, three years. She's married, she's on fire for God, she has children, and she, she made me a voice message and I thought, wow, what, what's that? And I listened to it and she told me about this friend that she has that's living in the same uh, apartment, in the same house in, a, in another apartment, and she was talking to her about God and she realized how messed up her view on God was and how religious she saw this God that's always angry, always on the hunt, always want to get on your back. And she was thanking me, thanking us for preaching the goodness of the Lord and the mercy of the gospel and living in the Holy Spirit, a new way of living, not under the law of sin and death, but under the spirit of life through Christ. And that changed her life. And she was thanking Dom that you always keep preaching this message and it really changed me and it still changes me giving me a clear perspective what it lives uh, what it means to live under the new covenant 
So, and it's really important. So I was like, I was cutting grass. I was like, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes you feel you're preaching on Sunday. You need to have new revelations. Okay, we need to give the people some new nuggets. Actually, sometimes the old's better than the new. And that's not an old message. It's always a fresh message. It's always a message that gives life, that brings life. And I want to keep on pounding that religious spirit out of you so you can be free. And that's what you called to be. So Colossians 1, 20 to 23, it says, everything in heaven and on earth can come to God because of Christ's death on the cross. Christ's blood has made peace. At one time you were strangers to God and your minds were at war with Him. Your thoughts and actions were wrong, but Christ has brought you back to God by His death on the cross. In this way, Christ can bring you to God holy and pure and without blame. This is for you. If you keep the faith, you must not change from what you believe now. So that's a pretty powerful statement Paul made here. That's a statement that actually calls who you are. So the righteousness of God that comes through Christ, you need to understand that Holy Spirit that comes on Pentecost only lives in clean vessels because God's holy. And we need to understand that. And that brings us to a place where we know if we are born again, if we freed from sin, if we have righteousness in our hearts, if we see ourselves righteous like He says we are, without fault, without any blame, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. And you know, if you preach this message of righteousness and being freed from sin, there's always that sin perfect question. There's always, so, so you think you never sin? And I said, that's not the point. When the Bible says you're an oak of righteousness, you are. And if the Bible says you are a child of God and no longer a sinner, but a saint, then you better agree and not making excuses. So grace is here to change us, make us more like Jesus and enjoying the process while being a son and a daughter, never losing our identity, never falling back, never looking back and, and seeing, oh, what, what should I do better? What should I do? Uh, uh, um, this is what I did. You know, in our lives, we love to look back. In the kingdom, you always look to Jesus. In the kingdom, you look to Jesus and receive from Him. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. And he works with strategies I don't like. If you have shame in your life, one of the major tools from demons. Because shame says you have to stay the same. And that's not true. You don't have to stay the same. The Bible actually says, for your shame, He came and He will give you double honor. I received that. That's better than shame. I want double honor. If you have guilt, you're not forgiven. That's not true. Jesus said, you're precious to me. I die where you still were sinners in Romans. So you were still sinners, he died because he saw your value. He thought, I see more than you do. And I'm fine with it. And I pay it up front. 
And you can live it out if you want to. You can believe lies from demons or you can believe my word that actually says you are righteous, holy and above reproach. Thank you, Lord. So that's a good message, my friends, this afternoon. Who knows that? Accusations. Whoo! Those demons are so sneaky. They come up, they whisper all day. So you better be filled with truth. So if you walk in the spirit of life through Christ, you have to be filled with truth. Hebrews 9, 14 says, how much more? How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God. You know that Jesus' sacrifice was perfect. Nothing to add to. I know you're important, but not that important. He did it. He said, it is finished. I'm telling you, that door is pretty narrow. If you read Matthew 6, that door is narrow. It's only one way, and it's through Christ. <laughs> one time I was in my, in my uh, accusation and in my guilt, and I tried to come to God, and I was so accurate, and then the Holy Spirit snaked up to me and said, Dom, do you think you can have fellowship with the Father without Jesus shedding his blood? No way. And I was so overcome. I thought my actions define my approach to God. But I realized that the Holy Spirit said to me, come on in. Lay all your burdens down and see what actually God sees. Because he sees so much value in you. He sees so much potential in you. Because the devil is a liar. Demons are lying spirits. And that's why we need to read Romans, Hebrew, uh, Hebrews 9, 14 and remind ourselves, offered himself unblemished to God, cleanses our consciousness from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. I hope after this afternoon, you never have a day where you go back and lose it because of some thoughts and feelings that actually tells you not the truth. Because, you know, feelings are great when they're good. When they're not good, you better stand on the word. You can enjoy feelings. I love good feelings. I hope you do too. We all do. But the Bible never says feel good. The, the Bible says believe the truth. Because if you want to live in the spirit, we can make it a bit spiritual. You, who, else, who in here wants to live in the spirit? Oh, come on. I see some hands. I don't see all hands. I hope all hands can go up. We want to live in the spirit. Don't live in the flesh. That's not good. It's not going to bring you far. So living in the Holy Spirit is living accordance with the truth. As simple as it is. Believe the word and live it out. I'm telling you, this grace is sufficient. It can change your life. We don't have to go back. We don't have to ask the same perfect question. Actually, you don't make God great by saying, well, Dom, I know God puts up with me, but I'm just a sinner. You know, I'm sin waiting to happen. No, don't talk like that. You're not that way. You're actually righteous in your roots. Come on, live it out. Romans 6 says you're deaf to sin. What that means is you don't lose your identity. So if you stumble, if I'm talking harsh with my kids or talking harsh with my wife, I do something wrong. And Holy Spirit is such a friend. He comes, he says, Dom, 
you're so much more. Why are you, why are you acting that way? And I'm like, I have the privilege of looking into my father's eyes and say, wow, thank you for helping me changing my heart and acting different. And I can go up to my wife, look into her eyes and say, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And I never lose my identity as a son. So it's not about a sin perfect question, it's about a pure heart. It's about a clean conscience. Don't violate your conscience. Don't do it. Bring it to the Lord. It's such a fun thing if your heart's on fire for God and actually His Spirit comes and puts the whole law of the Bible, the Spirit of life through Christ into your heart and you can live out of your heart because your heart has been purified and you've been given the good Spirit to instruct you. Now that's a good message right there. I mean, I preach myself happy. I was sleeping an hour because I preached in the morning. I was sleeping an hour. I, could, I have to drive myself up, but now I'm really on attention. I'm happy because I'm telling you the religious demons don't like this message at all. They don't like it because it changes lives, because it gives you a clear perspective what it means to go from an old covenant that brought death into a covenant of life where you know that your father's only good and has good plans for your life. And you love to be challenged. You love to be changed. I'm telling you, I have people come up to me and say, well, this grace message, you know, and you can do what you want. I don't know. You never actually got grace in the first place because if you experience true grace, it changes you. You want to be changed. I don't want to stay the same. It's a privilege to be changed by my father. If you read Hebrews 12, those who he loves, he disciplines. It's not, it's sometimes it hurts our feelings. Sometimes it hurts our emotions. But I'm telling you, it's out of love. He don't disciplines you because he's mad at you. He doesn't discipline you because he wants you to change. He actually loves you so much and sees so much in you. And he wants to set you a blessing for your neighbors and your people around you. And that's a good thing. We have to come past ourselves. To be born again is something wonderful. To be filled with the Spirit is something wonderful. But then actually a bubbling up life comes out of you and blesses the people around you. That's what's called living in the Holy Spirit. Because the kingdom of God always looks to your neighbor. Always loves to bless because if I'm coming on Sunday night and I don't have nothing to do, I'm coming full. I'm not coming to church to get something. I'm coming full. I'm actually, I, I talk to the Lord in the morning. I'm being pumped. I look, where are the people who need uh, some encouragement? Where are the people who had a rough week? I'm here. I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm preaching you happy. I want to give you a mindset. And it's okay if you come and receive, but come to a place where you experience the love of God on a daily basis because you believed right and being changed from the inside. And then it's so easy to give and your baskets will always be full. Always. Because Holy Spirit has unlimited resources. Unlimited resources. It's such a beautiful thing to give our life to Him. In Romans 8, 2, it says this, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. I'm telling you, if you read through Hebrews, that is something so beautiful to experience 
you know, I'm thankful for the Old Testament and there is so many nuggets and so many beautiful things to learn from the Old Testament, from the stories, from what God has planned throughout the ages. That's all wonderful and we need to be aware of that. But what actually Jesus did is the most beautiful thing you can ever imagine. He actually made peace with men. Can you believe that? He took all the sins of the world so that you and I can be friends of God. That you and I can be in fellowship with Holy Spirit. And He can be your best friend. And probably if you hear that and you have stuff in your life that you would like to get rid of and you can't and you try, stop trying. Stop trying. I remember when I got born again, into my born again experience, about three years I had this addiction with porn. That's about 13 years ago. And I couldn't get free of it. I love Jesus, but I couldn't get free. And I tried and I tried and I fell back and I fell back. And I stumbled over this verse and it changed my life. Romans 5, 17, for it says, for if by the trespasses of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So what that means is you stop trying, you see your fault, go up in the morning, kneel down, say, thank you, Father. I receive the gift of righteousness so I can overcome sin. I'm, I, I really need you, I need your help. Thank you for this grace in my life that can change me forever. I need your help. When you get up, it's a 30 second prayer. I'm telling you, it will change your life. But I can't do it for you, you have to do it yourself. Because God is so much stronger to help you overcome those stumbling blocks. And you know what? You can't put yourself on the back. Wow, good, good job done. Your self-discipline has been on a high level. No, it's the Lord Jesus and his mercy that struck this devil down and said, I want you to see, I want, I want to see you free. And I'm thankful for that because now the glory goes to him. Now the glory goes to the, what the word says, that righteousness is a beautiful gift that needs to be received. And that's, my last statement, I, I brought a quote to actually sums it up together what I was talking about. You know, if you make this message, there's a lot going on in hearts of men because we all have different experiences. We all have different stuff that we're working on. And I want to encourage you, if you take this message and you can look it up, it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's written clear. You either believe it or you leave it. But I encourage you to believe it. Brother Lawrence, a wonderful man in the 1700s, wrote a book called Practicing the Presence of God. Probably a few of you have re read it. It's a, it's a beautiful little book that actually describes letters from a man who really had such a special and unique relationship with the presence of God and with, with, uh, with the Father in heaven. And I brought a quote that actually sums it up together that this message of Pentecost is one of the most beautiful things to receive 
and be changed forever. He says, you need to understand, this man was limping. This man was working in the kitchen. He was fixing shoes, working in the kitchen as a monk in a monastery. And people would travel days to just come and sit and watch him pale potatoes because the presence of God was on him. I love that. <laughs> Do something spiritual, work in the kitchen. Because he had this unique relationship, because he understood something, he understood what it means to live through the spirit of life through Christ. And he said, the king, full of mercy and goodness, very far from chastising me, embraces me with love, makes me eat at his table, serves me with his own hands, gives me the key of his treasures. He converses and delights himself with me incessantly in a thousand and thousand ways and treats me in all respect as his favorite. It is thus I consider myself from time to time in His holy presence. You need to understand, that was not a prophetic conference. That was 1700s in a Catholic monastery. This man experienced the freedom in the Holy Spirit because he understood what it means to receive the gift of righteousness and living under grace. And that's my prayer for us, for you here this afternoon, that you would look inside your heart and you know where you are. But I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do something wonderful in your heart this afternoon. He wants to give you a fresh start. I'm telling you, you don't have to work hard. You can say, I'm in, I'm here. I believe it, I believe Colossians 1, I'm in. That's what you need to do. That's the only thing. You believe this message and you will be changed. So what I want us to do, I want to pray with us. And if you say, well, that's me, I have. I, I want this, I want this start. Sometimes we need to start over again. Sometimes we have believed lies for many years. We have listened to accusations, guilt, shame. You can say today, I'm done. I believe the truth. I believe what God says about me. So take your hand, lay it on your heart. You can close your eyes. You can be seated. You can stand up, whatever you like to. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much. You're such a friend. Thank you for a new way of living. Thank you for giving us a new heart. Thank you for coming into our hearts and changing us. Thank you for righteousness. Thank you for mercy and grace through the finished work of Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way into freedom. I pray for everyone in here, a fresh start, a fresh touch in your heart. I pray that the Holy Spirit can have His way. I pray that all lies would be exposed and that all religious mindset and chains has to move. 
chains should be broken off of you and the mercy of King Jesus can come and comfort you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here, for moving on every people's hearts. Because there are loads coming off of people. Because I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. He wants you to take your life. But Jesus wants to give you life. And he says, I'm not done with you. I have plans for your life. I want to bless you. I want to be with you. I want to change the world with you. You matter. Don't believe those lying spirits. Those are liars. Find yourself in Him. You're made through Him. You can find yourself in Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working on our hearts. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving us. We love you so much. You're such a friend. And we appreciate you so much. You're such a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship the, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye